0: This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. Is there anything creepier than that? That shit used to creep me out crazy.
1: Like the little... <laughs>
0: and then like is the a very the problematic like Native American.
1: <laughs> why would they do that? I have no idea. Why did? Why was that? Why did
0: they fucking do that? Oh, you're talking about like on TVs, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. They'd put it up in like the top corner or something like that? Yeah. This is a test <laughs> of the emergency broadcast system. If you have a basement, Get in that motherfucker right now You're probably <laughs> going to die Seat cover Pray to God When we were kids They used to tell us The best way to Well, every time a tornado Would come through Hobbs, We would have to get in the bathtub And put a mattress over
1: Over it, the ba- yeah Over the bathtub That was standard It was just tornado prophylaxis
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> That's just what you did To prevent injury, you know? <laughs> That's interesting, that was the front line, like defense, uh, like against tornadoes, like <laughs> uh get to the lowest point in your house, get in a bathtub, and put a mattress over it,
0: yeah <laughs> like um a steel rod traveling at like two hundred miles an hour. don't give a fuck about a full size
1: <laughs> you know fucking sp- coil mattress.
0: Plus, the coils in that mattress, that's probably pretty dangerous.
1: Yeah, probably memory foam is what you want to go with. Yeah. The CDC recommends you cover your bathtub and yourself (laughs) with memory foam in the event of tornado.
0: Well, my family had five people in it. We couldn't fit the whole fucking family in the bathtub, so it was usually just me and my brothers and my parents just, like, hanging out in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody do anything
1: interesting today? (laughs) Yeah. We had a couple of those situations when I was a kid. We don't well, when I was a kid we didn't get many tornadoes here. We had an earthquake once. But um the mountains, the topography are said to be blocking the tornadoes and stuff, provide a certain natural coverage. <laughs> and then strip mining changed that all and <laughs> That used to be, like, the go-to, like, thing. Like, my Aunt Brenda still says, swears by that. That was her, like, big argument against mountaintop removal. The tornadoes. It's you're removing our natural <laughs> protection against tornadoes.
0: Dude, I never even thought of that, really. It definitely presents a challenge to a tornado. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if you're a tornado. You'd have to sit, you just have to
1: form perfectly down in the valley. In not a hauler. To, not right. to, like, really dissipate pretty quick.
0: That's pretty, that's true. Tornados are smarter than that, man they're not fucking stupid they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna touch down on a they're like
1: hilltop. these they're like these uh uh resistant bacterias you know what I mean they're always finding ways to outsmart <laughs> humans and to wreak havoc
0: true yeah well um yeah I don't know why I was this is a test of the emergency broadcast system hello you need to seek cover uh, there, there is an orange Cheeto in the White House. <laughs> Your democracy is under attack. Um, things are not normal. You must find cover immediately. Jesus Christ.
1: Let, another, and other things that you were, like you prepared for disaster in school with. Well, Iraq was definitely a thing. Not like 2003, but like Desert Storm era. I can remember. God, I'm old.
0: Damn, y'all had to prepare for a desert storm?
1: Well, I remember us when... What what airstrike did Bill Clinton authorize on Iraq? Where they ended up blowing up like a fucking... I think that was in Sudan. Well, I know he blew up the aspirin factory in is it Sudan or Kenya? maybe I can't remember oh, but there was another like was it desert Fox? no uh,
0: I know what you're talking about um, he did a bombing operation on th- Iraq, I feel like throughout the nineties, like leaders would periodically just, periodically just bomb, bomb the Iraq shit out of
1: Iraq, yeah. yeah, for just yeah uh, but when all that was happening, it looked like war was imminent, uh. We went through, like, okay, here's what we do in the in the event of, like, a bombing situation. Yeah. Which I think really and truly was just a fucking, like, tactic to get you scared about nothing. Like, nobody's ever going to, no country except for maybe China would ever, like, lead a bombing airstrike <laughs> on the United States.
0: Well, and not only that, if they're bombing eastern Kentucky, then they've clearly got their priorities. Yeah. <laughs> Out of whack. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the best argument. I mean, that's the best argument for not living in a big metropolis like D.C., New York City. Yeah. <laughs> San Francisco, Los Angeles. Yeah. Move to the sticks. They're never going to fucking bomb us out here. Um, You'd be safe. Yeah, you'd be fine. <laughs> but although they used to do little fear-mongering
1: tactics. Like, well, you do know because of our proximity to Oak Ridge, Tennessee... <laughs> Where they, you know, was did they mine uranium or...
0: They process uranium. Uranium the bridge, there, yeah. Um, or something like that.
1: Yeah, there's a nuclear facility. They've
0: there. got... I remember th- there was that time last year where I got really into, um, you know, nuclear energy. And the nuns breaking in. Yes, and yeah. I knew all about it for about a week. And then... <laughs> just like many other things I just left. Just immediately <laughs> left. <laughs> That's the best way to explain my intelligence. It, um... I'm an expert on something for about a week. You've got about a week time window, you know? Yeah. A week time frame. Um, outside of that, it's... I'm not going to have any knowledge of it. Yeah. It's called smoking weed, folks. Samesies. Um, it, Well, in New Mexico, we had proximity to Los Alamos. For the same reasons they told you all to gird your loins. For the exact same reasons. Um, yeah. You
1: know, one of the craziest things about the nuclear shit... Did you ever read about um the John Wayne movie the where he played Genghis Khan? No. Dude. So you know how like there's like supposedly the Exorcist curse?
0: John Wayne played Genghis Khan in a movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did that. that. was one of those things that's like you remember when uh I guess Matt Damon was doing that movie last year about the Great Wall of China? Yeah. That was one of the you know, one of the examples oh, that of the people examples. were like, Yeah, people you know there there are Asian actors, but historically, right? Um, so basically, they were filming. I think in Utah. I think in um, what's the national Zion? I don't think it was Zion. What's the other one? Arches. Help me out. Keep going. Um,
0: those are the only two I know. As in Ar- Arches is probably in Zion. Yellowstone. Anyway. <laughs> Somewhere, Somewhere where in the, yeah. Edward Abbey hung out in the 1950s right.
1: and they filmed wrote some dumb bullshit. John Wayne filmed a Genghis Khan movie. Well, like what I was saying about The Exorcist is you know how, like, supposedly, like, well, I guess it's documented, all these people that worked on that movie, like, died and like under mysterious circumstances and it was really? supposed to be, like, you know.
0: Everyone except John Wayne, huh? No, no, no. The Exorcist. Oh. I'm getting
1: to John Wayne oh. in a second.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
1: Anyway the Genghis Khan movie was similarly cursed except the curse was not Satan it was uh, it was Los Los Alamos like I guess all a lot of this stuff had like downwind of where they were doing the nuclear testing oh had like they breathed it in I I guess and got like well here's what they did apparently they couldn't end up doing like some shooting or something on it Uh so what they did was they transported all the sand and stuff to a different location to do it, and they drug with it, like, all, like... The, the particulate, the particulate matter. matter. that would cause all sorts of disease. And people think that John Wayne died of disease, and a lot of people... Because oh. a, a shit ton of people that worked on that movie died of weird cancers. So
0: you're telling me that John Wayne's precious, beloved fucking democracy basically killed him? Yeah. Th- that his precious, beloved republic... That um, just had to test nuclear uh, weapons end up being his undoing, dude. That's awesome. It's uh, (laughs) well,
1: it's a cautionary tale for loving America too much. That That is is what (laughs) it
0: is.
1: (laughs) Oh fuck! Um, America will betray you at some juncture. It will. It will. Even if you're not, you know, the fucking. 0.00000048% of people uh, murdered by terrorists. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's other ways it'll get you.
0: I would love to be murdered by terrorists. It'd
1: be great. You'd just be like,
0: I'm on your side.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chop it right off. Chop it it right off. Make an example of me. Yeah. (laughs) Just bear witness that
0: I too hated this country. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Well, so, on the note of America eventually betraying you, eventually turning on you, uh, it's a momentous day in the democracy, isn't it, huh? Yeah?
1: Yeah, we're at halftime of uh, two nights of debate night in America.
0: That's right. We, um, So, we're recording this the day after the first night of the debates, but before the second night. So, um, you know, don't take anything we say in this seriously um but there's a few things actually that happened this week that uh are noteworthy for um the american cause whatever the fuck you want to call it the first thing is that today there was um, a series of supreme court decisions released did you see this Mm -mm. um so okay so pretend that we're uh standing in front spit like is there anything more fucking nerdy, like, is there anything more insufferable than Supreme Court interns, like, sprinting down the steps of the Supreme Court to deliver the news to the press? Oh, it's the
1: worst. <laughs> also, it probably just doesn't really happen that much anymore. They probably just, you know, when there is a camera there, they have to act like it's that movie The Post.
0: <laughs> they're, like, walking slowly like you do at any of your jobs, but once the camera is there, they're like...
1: Oh, I got a Yeah, I got <laughs> Yeah. 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 Everybody, I feel like everybody in D.C. is trying to make D.C. again like it was in that movie, The Post.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely.
1: Every, everybody wants to hug. It's kind of like Mad Men in a way, like Mad Men nostalgia a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like everybody wants to believe newsrooms are just like bustling places where like, oh, my God, we got to get we gotta get the scoop. <laughs> you know, we, we got to get it to, to Seoul by da-da-da-da-da. The, and it's just is not like that. It's just populated by dipshits, like, not unlike us, that just like, hmm, what little nugget could I make into a story today?
0: Well, you know, the the there's a few, like, central animating myths at the heart of America. And, um, you know, I've been listening to, currently I've been listening to Mike Duncan's History of Rome podcast. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it occurs to me as I've been listening to this that the founding fathers, when they sat down to make this a country, set down to make a constitution or whatever, right. their central influential um, like motivation for the constitution, for the government, was Rome, was the Roman Republic. That was their template. That was their template. They loved the Romans. They fucking exonerated them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they completely exalted them. Yeah, I was like, exonerate? What does exonerate mean? <laughs> you know, they let, let, them, let off them off the, off the hook. The hook yeah. <laughs> they exalted
1: them. They exonerated them, too.
0: Like, we have a fucking Senate. Are we only
1: the, because, yeah, only because the because Romans were, had it.
0: Because they were nerds who liked the fucking Roman Republic. Which, if you go back and you, like read about Rome. Um, And I really recommend Mike Duncan's podcast because it's great and um, pretty funny and everything. But, like, you know, his humor kind of, like, covers over the fact that if you transported this to, like, the 20th, to a a more recent historical period, you would notice that all these people were genocidal maniacs. and maniacs. And... They hated democracy. They hated the masses, most especially. Yeah. And they devised the system to ensure that um, specific virtues and um, themes and anti-democratic measures and stuff would preserve over time. Well, the fucking Founding Fathers did the exact same show. And and so I was thinking about that today when that ju- um, Supreme Court ruling came out about gerrymandering. Um. So... There was a the Supreme Court they um released I don't know. I don't know how the fuck they do it. They like sit down and they release a bunch of fucking rulings all at once. They like right. drop it like Good Friday like Kanye. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what's going on this way. <laughs> um so today they had one it was a five four ruling that said um that um so there was I guess there was this I don't know, maybe we should go to the tape. There was this ruling in South Carolina, or was it North Carolina? Man, you can tell I'm just incredibly fucking prepared. Um, so, from North Carolina, concerned a plan drawn by Republican state lawmakers in 2016 that c- included a criterion called, quote, partisan advantage. The state's congressional delegation, in a purple state in which neither party had a distinct edge, was at the time made up of ten Republicans and three Democrats. A key goal, lawmaker said, was to maintain the current partisan makeup of North Carolina's congressional delegation. I think electing Republicans is better than electing Democrats, explained David Lewis, a Republican member of the General Assembly's redistricting committee. So I drew this map to help foster what I think is better for the country. Standard Republican just, you know, gerrymandering it so that they stay in power. Well, today the Supreme Court ruled that that's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) Looks good. Good on you. Yeah, <laughs> go go for it. Yeah. Well, and the thing though, the the reason why it reminded me of the Roman thing is because John Roberts' um like rationale for this wasn't that it was unconstitutional. He did the classic re- conservative um, judge thing of well, we just got to leave it to the states. You know, it, yeah, it's all about states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs>
1: So he just, yeah, the same thing, that got a slavery.
0: Exactly. Like, it's the, you know, and I guess the point I'm trying to make there is that this country is fundamentally anti-democratic. Like, yeah. that's the whole point. The thing,
1: the thing, too, and I feel like this is, uh, this bears repeating, is that, um, you know, if the project ever moves too far left, like, here's, here's the thing. Let's say we get, like, a... And I'm just throwing out this. Let's say we get a Bernie Sanders presidency and we get a Tiffany Caban, uh, you know, in every, you know, as the top cop in every state and, uh-huh. and whatever. And, you know, we stack the legislature. Then what will happen is somebody will mount a strongman <laughs> to go in and just start murdering everybody. It'll be like, like, okay, we went too far now. <laughs>
0: I think that, and um, I'm not
1: saying listen when I say that, I'm not saying like I don't want you know those type things to happen or whatever. I'm just saying that like part of me that 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 wants to get excited about capital P politics, as you say, yes, is sort of tempered by they're never going to let us get that far in this system, yeah, so in the roman the you know the neo Roman
0: system, right. Dude, be as spicy as you want. What I realized this week is that, um, you know, it's clearly what's on the menu right now is social democracy, electoral social democracy. You know, um, I saw all kinds of takes about how the anti-electoralists and all this, uh, you know, they've been swept aside to the dustbin of history and everything. And it's like, okay. Sure, whatever. I mean, <laughs> that's. I mean, I. Wait, what? Me say? I'll vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I will. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I think my critique is, you know. Well, I think that the thing is, and the thing about the Tiffany Caban stuff is that, you know, good on you, congrats. Um,
1: I mean, that's good. I, I, I did. I'm not underplaying that at all. And I think somebody made the point too that like Queens is bigger than. A bunch of states 15 states 15 really states right. which is kind of you know it's kind of impressive in a lot of ways and also sort of illustrates why we do need to get away from the roman system a little bit but uh or completely but
0: um <laughs> oh, I just love it just,
1: just <laughs> maybe it's like uh, gosh damn who did I say the other day it was uh, jason isbell said uh, he had this he had this this uh, quote tweet with something about like the kids in the concentration camps at the border he goes it's a bit heartbreaking (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's a really fucking way to a
0: little bit
1: (laughs) to to characterize that there Jason right anyway anyway
0: getting away from the Roman
1: getting away from the Roman thing (laughs) is is should be I don't know
0: priority number one is that what you're going to say? I mean... Don't hold your tongue. Just say whatever you want. Here's the thing, is that we're not going to be right. Everybody, like Everybody's going to continue to say, oh, they're just fucking out-of-touch podcasters who have not any, any fucking clues. So just say whatever you want. I mean, you might as well. <laughs> Here's what I want to say. This country is fucking massive and it has a million different little political economies inside and contained inside of it. Yeah. And you have to look at your situation and your immediate surrounding and say, how can I change this? Um, we have done that in our lives. We've been successful in some ways, we've failed in some ways. I'm saying we is in me and you and yeah. uh, our little fucking group here. Our merry band of our merry band of uh, rabble-rousers. <laughs> yeah. Um and the thing in this is a thing, because right now we're in the middle of this sort of prison. We're in like round eight of this fucking prison battle. Yeah. And I was just talking to, to a reporter a few days ago about it. And the thing is, is that like, you know, we were it was never an option for us to try to go the electoral route yeah. because you've got the most powerful man, One of the most powerful congressmen in this country, who's our who's our congressional representative. You've got the most powerful senator in the country who is our senator. And um, that we just we're not at a place right now where we can take. It's a little we,
1: bit of a taller order than uh, than uh, beating out whoever Joe Crowley's endorsing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's Joe Crowley with the L's because he takes so many L's. And
0: that's that's not to discount anybody's hard work or anything. I do find it fucking hilarious how everybody you a bunch of DSAers win one election and they get on Twitter acting like they're literally Machiavelli, like they're fucking politics. Experts like shut the fuck up. Like you've got a long road ahead of you. We yeah. all do, yeah. and we're all working with our own limitations, limitations and- in particular situations. Yeah. And you can't make a. And this is a, this is partially a criticism of me, and it's what it's what I learned when we had Max Elbaum on. Is you can't make some sort of universal claim about all electoralism is bad, or all Atlantic electoralism is bad. It's said this country is very fucking large diverse politically and economically. Oh, we
1: might get balkanized before it's all said
0: and done. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? You right, know what right, I mean? Right. I think the best, I think though that the best, um, I mean like sometimes I really get excited though like thinking about, I, you know, after the debate last night I was really thinking about, um, you know, like if Bernie won, like um, we could see a situation in which um, th- that whole Roman system or whatever does come called into question for a lot of good people. man yeah yeah and that's uh and they say they wanted a political revolution or whatever well that's that's the that goal. would be that would be uh that'd be the revolution that'd be indicative yeah. of that yeah. exactly yeah. exactly. so um anyways um back to the supreme court thing or whatever yeah. it's um it's pretty interesting that uh you know again You have these people, mostly liberals, who, you know, they want to sort of pretend like we live in a democracy, and then you see stuff like this. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And
1: and again, not to discount that victory, it's exciting. It's exciting to have somebody in a position like that, that, uh, you know, is against all the ills, the same ills we have down here, cash bill and all this stuff. Um, I just think it's, it may be a little, a bit... Yeah, like Jason is a bit uh, harsh <laughs> to say that that people that uh, don't hold out a lot of hope or 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 don't really have the same inroads in the electoral system that their tactics or their beliefs about how the world runs or this country in particular or their slice of the country runs are irrelevant. I think that's I think that's wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, you know, so speaking of the sort of like myths at the. Uh part of america's you know um empire or whatever i was laughing my ass off last night so i didn't watch the debate um uh, but i'm gonna watch a lot of the recap and yeah. watch people talking about it on Twitter. i was laughing my ass off thinking about like the thing about guys like beto o'rourke is that you know prior to the debate he was sitting in his like dressing room or whatever yeah like having one of those moments where he was like you know I'm the, i know i'm the underdog but like i'm this is where i'm gonna shine like this is the part in the movie where i come out on top like i've got a wrong road ahead i've got all these ad- i've got all this adversity people don't think i can do it now you like in his mind he has constructed this narrative that like you know as seen in that Vanity Fair thing, like, I've just got to do it. I've just got to run. In his mind, now he's got all this adversity against him. Like, he he uh, came out a little too strong at first, and now he's got to, like, sort of prove himself. So, you know, he had, like, a 15-minute sort of, like, fantasy in his mind where, like, this is the moment where he sh- proves that he is presidential. In <laughs> that 15-minute whatever... Fantasy?
1: He probably should have stayed a little bit longer until he got there.
0: <laughs> exactly. I,
1: Beto, Beto last night proved to me, and I don't say this is like a blanket statement, I think Beto's a dumb guy. Oh yeah. I think he's a dumb guy. I think he's and I say this because I too have been a dumb guy in the same way. Where I don't know my ass from fucking a hole in the ground. Okay. <laughs> but I get up there, I memorize a few like cohesive sort of talking points. Yeah. And here's the thing these debates i've noticed that like if you know if somebody speaks up and challenges something you have to say like you usually have like an argument back in your own defense yeah beto just kind of like shook his head and like (laughs) like acted like he knew he was bested well it's almost like somebody told him like you know you don't have to be the guy that has all the answers you don't have to be but (laughs) but let me tell you something when john delaney comes trying to pull your card you better have the answers yeah. You don't want to get your car pulled by John fucking Delaney, the right. mag the mag cap.
0: <laughs> What's that? Isn't there, like, a Bertrand Russell quote or something that's, like, a liberal is a person who is too broad-minded to take their own on, side of on it. On side, own
1: yeah. <laughs> Beto's a, a true liberal in that sense.
0: Yeah. Well, and, again, the 15-minute fantasy of... Because here's the thing. All these people's uh, brains have been totally poisoned with, like, biopics and... You know, the John Kennedy myth. And- Biker myth, if you're Jay Inslee. Man, that guy was <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, was he, he was, fucked he up? He was
1: wired last Hell night. Yeah. He was like...
0: Was he on some... He
1: said, I'm the only one up here that's fought for a
0: woman's right to choose. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Um, is that like, you know, they've got this fantasy and everything. That fantasy, and, and it's expressed most, in my opinion, most concretely in the sort of Pod Save America... Realm yeah, of yeah. politics. Yeah, that is for me the reason why this country is in desperate need of long and sustained violent insurrection. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to fucking end this shit. We man. need to. We need to feel unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> like this. This has to fucking end. The entire fucking charade. And here's the thing. This is. I think this is why I had such a hard time sort of squaring the Bernie thing is that, like, Bernie's great. Uh, uh, he's got a lot of things I do like and a lot of things I don't like, but overall, he is a great uh, candidate and is a total departure from politics as usual over the yeah. past two or three decades. However, that does not change the fact that this entire fucking thing is a massive charade that must be ended immediately, and, you know, not only that is that I remarked to you last night that, like, the thing about presidential elections is that they they make people different people, you know? Like, you see your friends and even people you know who you should know better or who are smarter and more skeptical or, you know, more free-thinking or whatever. Is that they, like, make people different. Like they, they, like, tap into some part of people's brains that, like, uh... Well, the thing is, is,
1: is you have to have a take about everything. Yeah. And you end up being way too conciliatory to just, like, the lamest, dumbest people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you do that. Especially when the field's 20 fucking horses deep. <laughs>
0: right, right. Well, and, um yeah, and I noticed it's with a bit like Julian Castro or whatever. Yeah. People are like, oh, he looked presidential. Like, yeah, he, he was the least bad, he was the least most genocidal person on the stage. And even then, <laughs> even then he slipped in a casual endorsement of
1: the coup in Central America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Exactly. People will just take any little fucking bait thrown out to him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they Tim Ryan. Uh, first of all, who is Tim Ryan still? I I can't tell you which one he is. <laughs> but that guy was like, he was like, just make it just these unfounded claims that I think most people agree with that like are not even remotely true. You right. know what I mean? Right. Talking about like we got to intervene in Iran and all this kind of stuff. Like like people's ambition is just is dangerous too. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we 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 might get led into another war by literally the dumbest people you could assemble. <laughs> Which is if you took all the ignoramuses of the world, and I count myself in this number, and you threw us in a pot, and you just took a random sample, yeah, th- these people would still be like dumber than that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, it's uh, you got Donald Trump, is the commander in chief of the world's most powerful military. Oh
0: man, um, <laughs> that fucking quote of him yesterday talking about a T-Bow.
1: man that probably keeps a UTI and is only in his right mind about <laughs> three hours a day. No, dude, that quote
0: yesterday about TiVo, he, that clip of him.
1: It's amazing invention folks. <laughs> TV. TV, it just goes away. But TiVo, you can bring it back. Oh, dude, I must have
0: watched that 15 fucking times. That shit was hilarious. Well, it goes back to the Roman thing. It's like... The, Rom- the Romans were pretty ridiculous
1: characters, too.
0: They, they, they were entirely driven by ambition and...
1: Uh, and it's also a sense they would never fall.
0: In a sense that they would never fucking fall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so they would launch absolutely, just just massively genocidal wars, just, just to please the ambitions of, like, a single general. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Single yeah. Or a single consul.
1: Yeah, you piss off any one of those fucking maniacs, and they would, like, sowing your fields with salt. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: You know what I mean? Like, it, for the smallest offense. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um... You looked at one of my eunuchs the wrong way or some shit. You know what I mean? No, it's... Um, Think about these guys, though. I mean, just mirrors... it. Nero sit on the hill and just play this fiddle while... Ra- I mean, it's probably bullshit, but, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it either. Right, right. I wouldn't doubt it. I could see Donald Trump doing that. Totally. Like, it, let's say China did lead a massive airstrike and blew us all to hell. I could see Donald Trump just, like, fucking, <laughs> you know... Sitting in an undisclosed location just, you know, watching it on TV.
0: Well, they basically are doing that. That's basically what the Flint water crisis thing was. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you had all these people who are just like, well, I mean, it doesn't really affect me, so.
1: We have become in this country, and this, I mean, listen, even, well, let's just, I'll just bring this full circle. Even those of us that quibble about electoralism versus non-electoralism, whatever, we've become well adjusted to other people's injustice like we have to figure out and and i think a certain degree of that is human nature Uh uh-huh i think mostly like you know we can feel empathy for somebody but if it doesn't affect us directly we just like don't care that much or or even if we do it's easier to yeah you know sort of like just be like yeah well somebody else somewhere else is going to do something about that and i'm you know yeah i'm off the hook for doing anything um but uh Yeah, anyway, I don't know what's going
0: on. Well, we take this this system for granted. And that's why I think a lot of us have this sort of, like, limited imagination and, like, well, we'll work within it and try to, like, blow it up from within. Um, Which is, like, the, you know, I don't necessarily disagree. I think there are probably um, all kinds of, um, you know, opportunities or, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. I think there are all kinds of chances for that to be, true here here's here's the thing on that though okay
1: i think that is true but there's something else too about the electoral strategy that i've i've thought a little bit about like where is there's tacit acknowledgement of like you know say a progressive wing of the democratic party and when i'm saying this stuff i'm just saying like not what tom Sexton believes but just you know what's said yeah okay but is there any cohesion between like Say an AOC, an Ilhan Omar, and a Bernie Sanders. Like why? Like to me, if that electoral thing is your strategy, like I don't think it's just enough to have like you know all these loosely affiliated DSA endorsed people to like win their elections to run as insurgents and win their elections. I think you got to do something else collectively like that. You know, like maybe form another political party or something like that.
0: Basically, what you're saying is like link them together and get them on the same page.
1: Right? Are they coordinating together? Is there a bigger movement that is that are linking all these people that are winning these insurgent races together? Because my hunch is that uh, Bernie AOC, Ilhan Omar, Tiffany Caban, et cetera, all aren't really just showing up at the D.C. D.S.A. meetings <laughs> every time the doors are open. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. As important as that work is to get better people in office. I'm not discounting that. But is there something like is there some sort of galvanizing ideological thing that says okay we need to buy into this and push this agenda or is it just like you know throwing paint at the canvas and hoping you get a picture at some juncture
0: i think it's probably somewhere in between the two if i had to guess like there's a lot of things that i feel like i've been proven wrong on over the past of the course of the past year like for example the um, the notion that the democratic party can't be pulled left like a lot of people, the talking point I see most frequently today on Twitter is um, the person who won the debate was Bernie last night because all of the, <laughs> <laughs> because all of, uh, because his presence was there even though. Well,
1: I mean, there. I will say this, I will say this, and this is not an endorsement of Liz Warren, yet you'll know, poked that hive again. <laughs> but it was good at least to see that she had co-opted all of Bernie's shit. Right. You know, she's she's from Medicare for All now, for example. Right. Uh, which is a pretty big departure from where she was a couple months ago.
0: Yeah. Well, so I think that, like, you know, historically, yeah, like there is this like, historical thing where people have tried to reform the Democratic Party and pull it to the left or whatever. You know, sort of the two most famous examples would be at the turn of the last century with the pop- populists and then in the 60s. Yeah. and both sort of failed um, spectacularly um, and it does look like maybe it's possible right now I mean um, could you transform it into uh, something more like a sort of social democratic party or a democratic socialist party I, mean, I don't know and so maybe that would give it the sort of cohesion that you're talking about Yeah, but, um, but at the same time um, I think that st- I still fundamentally believe that the radicals role in society is to basically point at all this and say, like, you don't have to put up with all of this. You realize that, right? Like to people, to everyday to not just people but workers. Like this is mostly what I'm talking about. Right. Like there like we don't have to continue putting up with the charade. And you could reply and say, oh, well like you know big shit you can sit behind your keyboard and talk a big game about revolution or whatever but like obviously you don't mean it well I actually do mean it like I think that like history has proven that people can overthrow governments that they can um you know that they can over topple the system from without rather than from within and 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 that that is okay even if you do sort of subscribe to the notion that they can be sort of toppled from within like there's never been a single moment in history, and Josh Clover pointed this out the other day on Twitter, we were having a conversation, is that there's never been a single moment in history where those attempts to change it from within, there hasn't been an existing sort of, like, insurrectionary movement from without threatening, basically, violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, you actually, you have to have the threat of some sort of, like, mass insurrection. Yeah. Um, And sort of, like, militant... uh you know violence to actually you know but to actually sort of <laughs>
1: scoot them to the left yeah. exactly exactly yeah and there's not a, there's not
0: that right yeah well yeah there's not at the moment and and um the thing is is that over the course of the next year you're going to see more that idea discounted more and more people are going to be they're going to browbeat you into being like okay well um bernie's great like he's giving us all these things and I guess what I'm saying is I think that leftists should have A different sort of orientation about these things um, Which is that You know sh- You should never fucking thank these people For giving you the bare minimum of what you deserve Right. You, you should always Be incredibly hostile And antagonistic to them Right. Because um, we deserve better yeah. uh, And not only that I have experienced in my life And I've seen it people intervene in history without the help of any kind of fucking um without help from within the system or from some figurehead or anything like right. that like mass movements are possible they've happened in history before um and uh, you know it's not to discount the sort of electoral stuff yeah. again i think over the course of the next year us saying this will get smaller and smaller and smaller because you know it's it's the electoralist day like they're They're on the menu. Or wait, that's not the right idiom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they rule the day. They're not going to eat them.
1: They're they're winning right now. (laughs) They're winning right now. They're ruling the day.
0: And granted, you know, that's good. Uh, You should keep doing what you're doing. If that's your thing, like, you should definitely keep doing it. Um, But um, I'm just saying that don't discount people who are skeptical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's, 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 let's especially if their lived experience is uh has proven to them that working within the system will sometimes eat you alive. Yeah. Um, put you in danger occasionally. Put you in danger exactly. So anyways, um Is there any other big takeaways from the debate? Um I saw Amy Klobuchar say something like um, if it doesn't help my uncle uh Did you see this? No, it was their uncle discourse
1: at the (laughs) debates last night. My internet kept going out, so I missed, like, chunks of it.
0: I think there was uncle discourse at the debates last night.
1: She did have the dumbest idiom. She's like, that's what, back home, what we call all foam, no beer. (laughs) And I was like, no, nobody has ever said that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jay Inslee referred to... um, said that people with McDonald's
0: sling hash for a living. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Dude, is Jay Inslee like um the, what's the, is he the um, Kasich of this one?
1: I don't know. He does seem a, lo- a little more of the hippy-dippy
0: band. Just sort of unhinged? I mean, maybe? totally a liberal. I'm not saying he's like, you know, whatever, but. I, I did see people say that Tulsi Gabbard was the most Googled candidate afterwards, and. Was it? um
1: cuz she's hot or
0: it's got to be i mean she's very hot of course but um look i get i get to say that as a hot person
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a fellow hot <laughs> i recognize one when i see one um i don't know i mean I, I i don't really know much about i don't know much about any of these fucking people is the thing like i it's hard to have a podcast where you talk about politics when you're not actually that invested in capital P politics, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, a couple of uh, a
1: couple of takeaways that I that I did. Well, and tonight's going to be the bigger night, obviously. Right. It's Uncle Joe and Uncle Bernie. Are, squaring squ- off, are duking it out,
0: squaring up, squaring off. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> it would be funny if it turned into like one of those where they roll their sleeves up like old man fights. You son of a bitch! You take it back right now. <laughs> Scranton Joe comes out.
0: No, it, it, they should have a debate in a Dairy Queen. They should have a debate in a low, in a like the Whitesburg Dairy Queen. Yeah, um, that would be fun because that's basically what it will devolve into. Um, that's that's also where that where it's won and lost. I feel like what in the Dairy Queen in the
1: Dairy Queen. Ah. <laughs> uh, it was so funny to tune in to see all the like the people that are still like diehard trumpers on my Facebook like did anybody tune in and watch these idiots right da, 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 da. And it's just like it's just like, man, you can't really throw stone you're right, but you can't throw stones when you live in <laughs> like a glass house made of fucking popsicle sticks,
0: yeah, I saw Trump tweet boring. All quotes. All caps. Boring. If they
1: did want to spice this up for rankings, they should have had, like, all the Democratic candidates and then off to the side of podium, it was just Trump (laughs) to where he gets to
0: respond to everything. Yeah. That would have been great. Um, Yeah, what are the Trump people saying? Nothing. They're just saying that everybody's... All these people are idiots. Well, it... It'll be interesting to see if any of them sell on Trump once Biden really... Well, here's the thing about elections. is Another thing that I hadn't really considered um, is that, we, you know, we can just do broad strokes because if we do, like, hard-hitting political analysis, A, it won't age well. B, it's going to be wrong because I'm a dipshit when it comes to this stuff. Um, and C, nobody cares what we say anyways about it because <laughs> they've all written us off as tankies. Um, So, we'll keep it to broad contours. Uh, Another thing I think is interesting about elections is how mediated they are by the corporate media. So, for example, um, any kind of speculation that that you were doing, that we were doing, anybody was doing about a month ago, was just that. Entirely speculation. Like, oh, this and that. And, like, after the debate last night, it, you know, made me realize, like, you know, people still do... um, You know, they still do sort of triangulate their opinion on a candidate based on their sort of physical presence up on that stage in the sort of like corporate media. For sure. Behind the corporate media camera. And Castro was the sort of best example of that. Like a guy who was essentially just sort of like hovering around the margins until like last night he like said some smart things, sounded capital P presidential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, you know... And dropped
1: the the real Spanish on it. It's like... He dropped the real Spanish. <laughs> and he just, like... He just fucked Beto's whole shtick up, didn't he? That's... Well, did he... Like, 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 why would you vote for Beto now when you got Julian Castro? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Seriously.
0: You're, right. You're if exactly I, right. If
1: I'm if i going for some, like, you know, Obama clone guy or whatever, if that's, like, where I'm at, I'm not going to vote for Beto over Julian Castro. This is Exactly right. Julian Castro is funny. It's, like, he was a guy that was, like... Before really the collapse of Clinton liberalism, which I think even took, was, you know, well on its way before 2016. But before that, he was like the heir apparent to like the Obama Clinton, like
0: school. I'll probably separate
1: those two out, but yeah.
0: Oh, you're right, because people used to say he's the next Obama.
1: Well, he gave that, you know, he gave the speech, I think maybe the DNC or whatever. And, uh, you know, he's got the story with his twin brother and, you know, their mom that was an, or their grandmother, maybe that was an immigrant. All this stuff. Like, he's got all the trappings of, like, the next big thing. But he just kind of became the milk carton guy. And then last night, he just kind of brought it back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it was that... Right. I guess Hillary Clinton losing. He kind of lost some of his verve, but...
0: Right. You know. Well, I think that, like, a a large part of how people vote, a large part of how the electorate vote, is still, the vast majority of people in this country don't vote, and they probably don't even watch the debates is through these sort of like sort of corporate molded um TV spectacles yeah where you get all the candidates on stage and you watch how they all interact with each other yeah and that's why you know you had some really hilarious stuff in the two thousand sixteen election like uh, Jim Webb saying he killed a guy <laughs> and <laughs> think like, about think <laughs> about how different that was <laughs> there
1: was four people. Hillary, Bernie, Lincoln, Chafee, and Jim Webb. Right, that's who ran for, for the Democratic <laughs> ticket. And Martin O'Malley. And Martin O'Malley, I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, a big snoozer. Think about that. Oh, fuck. Versus this field, it's yep. like there's like, yeah, it's like fucking thirty six flavors. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, if <clears> that this these kind of debates will be. He's not around to tell the story though. <laughs> <laughs> and that everything he, he was going for the last <laughs> and everybody, I just feel like just went. What did he say?
0: Exactly. Well, um, so like these debates will be basically like everybody knows like how Bernie will fare in this kind of stuff. Like he's really good in these kind of situations, and um, he can sort of like, you know, be snarky and quit witty and quick on his toes. Right. Like, he's really great at that. Yeah. Um. And so it'll be interesting to see how people's opinion this is the funny thing about biden being ahead of the pack and people saying that he's the man to beat because in a sort of corporate tv spectacle thing where you know this is where the sausage gets made of how people vote yeah or whatever yeah, yeah. i'm not sure why i'm doing like a phallic jerking shake white motion but yeah, <laughs> um it it's mostly formed in this sort of like scenario right so it's entirely possible biden will get up there and do his whole like um trump democrat 2.0 type thing yeah and people will you know either hate it or love it who knows um but i don't know i just think that in if we're talking about presidential elections in this country like look at the look at the broad strokes like how do they how do they play out over time like who who is presenting the information to the public and, and why like i think perrine had a interesting quote yesterday about like when did we cede, uh Debates to You know Large media conglomerates Yeah That's interesting I don't know I think maybe Bernie does Pretty well On these types of things And like that That gets good numbers And views and stuff For mm-hmm. them But um, I don't know I guess we'll see How they respond To his more sort of Leftist uh, Bent over time no. I don't know Like the sort of student Student debt stuff Right I don't fucking know, Tom. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah.
1: Well, if there's anything that's clear, it's that Bernie won the debate last night. Is he, he won the debate won last the night. Won the debate last sure. night.
0: He wasn't there. Uh, he wasn't on stage. I'm going to tweet that out today and get like 800 retweets. People will be like, yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. He's, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, People sure. have no fucking free thinking. Like, they cannot think for themselves. Nah, hell, I can't. I mean, that's, maybe that's a good thing, like you know there's this sort of like critique of hyper individualism uh in our world today but like that's different than you can be an individual and have your own beliefs and stuff and still can you? maybe you can't maybe you shouldn't maybe we should all be brainwashed maybe we should all be brainwashed and in, in part of a sort of collective movement where we just let our brains be scooped out yeah i don't know well yeah. it's
1: gonna happen sooner or later between uh
0: Lyme disease and that one bacteria that cats give us all. <laughs> right, right. So, well, I guess the maybe the point there is that um, that's a pretty good argument for why you need a party and a program, which we don't have yet. We have a few isolated DSA candidates in Bernie. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll see how it, how it shakes out. Hell yeah! Why are you so quiet today? Oh man, I'm. Uh Still in the doldrums, dude. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. Um well that's that's been tri- Trillbilly's uh debate watch. Debate <laughs> Maybe the I'm way sure.
1: I I build this up is debate night in America, maybe we just didn't deliver, but that's where we're at with it. But t- hey, tonight's the night young.
0: Yeah, that's right. This is a test. This is a test of the Trailbilly's debate watch team. These two have no fucking clue what they're talking about. There are two incredibly depressed individuals <laughs> who hate themselves, and um, that's how they shape their politics. That's exactly right. Um, well, we still got like 10 minutes. What what else is going on? <laughs> we need to... We got to well, fill 10 minutes.
1: Well, I was going to get back to the uh, the uh, public service sirens threats <laughs> from our youth and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, Have you ever been in an earthquake?
0: The only earthquake I've ever been in was actually here.
1: Yeah, that was the 2013. Yeah. Yeah, or 2012, whichever it was. Right. Earthquake, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was a really mild one, but that's the only earthquake I've ever been it in.
1: It is the wildest feeling, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like the earth just
0: shook uncontrollably for like three seconds. I was in the library, and the, the you could feel the building sort of go yeah b- buckle a little bit. Yeah. It was so weird, man it's pretty crazy man like the earth has been around for so long <laughs> well that's
1: well that's another thing too that everybody always said they were like every teacher I had science teacher I had would get this wry smile on their face and say like during their natural disasters thing they would say of course you do know that the most uh, the what is it how do they call it the most volatile fault line in the world runs through pine mountain but guess what? She hasn't woken up for 8,000 years. One so basically, we were like up. walking through our whole life thinking that we're going to we have said, this
0: just, just dramatic earthquake. That you were residing on the big one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and honestly, the way I feel right now, if the big one came.
0: It would totally rearrange a lot of our priorities. That's that's for dang sure. Well, I would hope it would take us with it. But Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So you're hoping to die in a in a cataclysmic environmental? I event.
1: don't want to. I don't want to. But I'm saying that, you know, if that were, I just I just want to die in a situation where we all go. I just don't want to have FOMO.
0: I would like. Like to I be, don't want to be on
1: my deathbed and think, oh, they're going to have fun tomorrow without me, and I'm not going to be.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Like so, sort of like an asteroid, you'd be fine with that. Totally. I would like to be swallowed up by the Earth. I have vor, but for the Earth, I would like the Earth to swallow me up. <laughs> Earth could probably arrange that for you If you shit. go to the right place Yeah well, didn't shit like that happen in the bible all the time How did Elijah die He was taken up by a tornado He,
1: he was Eli- Elijah the prophet Elisha Elijah. Elijah. Elijah or Elijah Elijah He was just called up Oh yeah. they just called him up. They didn't I don't, him up I don't know if the tornado was the mechanism <laughs> <laughs> He was just called up
0: Didn't that happen to Muhammad Did he also get taken up Is that um, You're not supposed to, to say that I don't know how Muhammad was taken up. Is that a killable offense? Speaking blasphemy or wrong facts about Muhammad? I don't know. Look, I wouldn't chance it though. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. It'd be tight to get called up, man. It kind of would. I don't want it. That looks like it hurts. Let's just all get called up. Well. Um. Yeah. I. Um. You know, this is fresh on my mind. I don't want to say why, but <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't look fun. Um, but uh, you just got to enjoy it while you can, man. You just got to enjoy life while you can. That's it, bro. That's the key. Um, That's how you fin- fill 10 minutes at the end of a podcast, just empty platitudes and bromides. About, about, death,
1: and about death and what it'd be like to be taken up or swallowed up.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Do I have any good um, bits? Uh, Do I have any good um, quotes or observations um, going on? Yesterday, I was laughing about um, a white guy pretending to be Native American, you Mm -hmm. know, classic, like, oh, my grandma's Pocahontas or whatever, and going to the powwow or whatever and getting busted for singing the tribal chants, like, in a... Creed Pearl Jam type voice, like (laughs) yeah yeah everybody, like okay he's clearly not one of us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you betray yourself as not a member of the yes the unit.
0: That's right. Fuck. All right. Well, go to our Patreon. Go to our Patreon. Um, (laughs) You can give money while you're there, or not. (laughs) This is one of the worst episodes we've ever done. I think it
1: was all right for about till the last ten minutes.
0: You think so? Go to a Patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash Drillbilly Workers Party. Tanya's out for like the next three or four weeks, and so um, we've got another one coming out with her, just to sate you jackals in your appetite. But then you won't be hearing anything from her for a while. So,
1: couple weeks. So,
0: (laughs) get used to subpar podcasting, and we'll
1: we'll get some guest songs to
0: egotistical um, pontifications about the electoral system. We'll have a lot of that. Um, all right. So yeah, go check out the Patreon. Um, and I guess we'll see you. See you out there. We'll see you out there. All right.